0: In 2009, I started the Bakersfield Distance Project, which was a run camp. And I think one of the first run camps, I never heard of it, had friends doing boot camps and I decided to do run camp. But the nice part about that was Tuesday, Thursdays, we had practice, Saturdays, and I always talked to my athletes in person, which I much preferred. Never been much of a rider. I've never really cared for riding. I mean, in high school, I took eight different English teachers because I didn't like any of them. So I took four years English so I could get into UC San Diego, and I took a different English teacher every single semester. So um, that being said, I'm really glad that I found this venue. Podcast videos didn't really start doing it until 2018, um, but when I was coaching, I used to do a lot more phone calls and that type of stuff for my online clients, which actually was interesting. Right when I started in 2009. I immediately started coaching, uh, distance coaching. So um, and that would be great, you know, with Zoom and stuff like that. It's definitely a lot easier. And so I don't like writing, and I very rarely put anything down, pen to paper or type it out. And often, and I don't go on social media a whole lot. I do like Instagram, and I retweet on Twitter, but I don't really do anything on my own out there. And from time to time, I check in on Facebook, especially if I'm doing a race. Or want to follow a race because so many people use facebook for those for that type of thing and i did that the same when i was coaching i use a lot of facebook groups and stuff and so i'm coming up i'm doing a race you know people have been out of it for a while and i'm doing a 25k and there's a 50k and it's interesting sometimes you see people posting and this is a post that i thought well i would definitely kind of want to respond to but i don't want to bother writing it out When you write it out, I just never can get the ideas out of my head onto pen and paper, or as I said, typewriter. I'm so old school. This woman says, you are all so positive and helpful that being said, I need good recommendations on fuel, food stuff for longer runs. I've never trained to run this far, and info online is getting overwhelming. Of course, asking a question like this online, especially on Facebook, you thought you were overwhelmed, you're going to get even more overwhelmed. And one of the things about it that I talk about with Food stuff, you know, fuel and fuel, fuel and food for long runs and stuff. Is don't overthink it. Um, you know, there's a reason why you pick up a magazine. Yeah, there are magazines still. And there's so many nutritional product ads. You listen to other podcasts, there's tons of advertising. You know, the nutritional products are the big key ads. You know, you see the people you follow on Instagram and they're always doing these horrible, cheesy, holding the product in their hand photos of this special mix that they use for their races and fueling and stuff and it can be overwhelming my basic thing is if you train properly Fueling is not going to be as big of an issue because you're going to be conditioned to put in the work, plus you're going to learn how to pace yourself because a lot of fueling is basically on pacing and learning how to burn fuel properly. And so if you don't train properly and you're always running too hard too often, you're just burning glycogen, you're burning up those stores and never becoming more efficient fat burner because, you know, frankly, if you're doing a 15 to 30 mile race or longer, you really aren't into that zone where you really need to be fueling all the time. And I know you hear all these people saying, oh, you got to eat so many calories per hour. And, you know, some people sit and watch It's more like, um, I mean, it's a, you know, a hit or miss type of thing. But you can go a long way without eating. I mean, I've done many long distance races, 30 miles to 60, 70 miles without eating. I've done multi-day, all I mean all day hikes like the Grand Canyon and Mount Whitney and very rarely ate just cause I'm not hungry and I'm going slow enough that I'm really not burning that type of fuel source. And if you're doing a long race that you've never done before, you really shouldn't be burning all the energy like you would say in a 10K or half marathon. So my recommendations is, you know, don't stress about it. Uh, practice training properly, putting in the right amount of mileage and at the right speeds so that you become more efficient at burning the fuel that you have, you know, and also learning pacing because a lot of it is just pacing. I see this a lot when I was doing a lot of longer 12-hour and multi-day racing is, you know, people or 100 miles or any races, you know, you'll see it, people go out too hard, they burn through their glycogen, and then they bonk, and then they have to you know, fuel back up or they bonk. They fuel back up, but the problem is since they went out hard, they're shut down their stomach already and because they're going hard, all the blood is in their lungs and heart and muscles. And so when you throw food in there, it just comes right back up. You're sick to your stomach, you suffer for a while, and then things finally get settled down. And then you can resume. And like a lot of people end up just drinking some water and they end up finishing because they slow down to a pace that they can burn the fuel that they already have on board. So don't get too crazy on it. I often tell people too, you know, don't get crazy on some of these specialized products um, because you, know, you might not be able to get them. They may quit making them. You know, don't get so you know, precious on this type of thing. And also I tell people, eat what you liked when you're a kid. Five, six year old you, you're gonna still like it when you're you know, in your later ages. And also you kind of have to live off the land. And like when I get to our aid station or race, I just kind of look at it and go, what looks good? You know, kind of the old joke about, you know, like pregnant women wanting pickles and ice cream and something. You know, just go with your gut feeling. What 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 do you think needs to be eaten now? You know, a lot of times when I'm in races, I'll pick up grapes and watermelon, and things like that. Other times I want something sweet. A lot of times I don't want anything, just a shot of coke um, to get going. So, you know, just you need to practice it. You know, nothing new on race day, kind of, but you just gotta figure out what you can handle or what you need but I think more people make mistakes by eating too much, drinking too much, and drinking the wrong thing. So that's my take on it, and yes, it is overwhelming, and that's why I'd say, you know, the old kiss it, keep it simple, stupid, and just go with what you would do if you're gonna go out for a long day's hike, bring what you like, and if you've never done that, join a local high club and go out and hang out with them and just do something easier and just see what you're going to eat during the race. And another thing I really think is really good, especially when you're doing races that are going to spanning all day and all night, is kind of eat when you eat your regular meal times. You know, if you eat in the mornings, have something then, kind of eat around lunchtime and eat around dinner time because your body's used to doing that. And so just kind of stick with things that you know and things you're used to. And as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.